Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Proverbs chapter 21. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels toward all who please him. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the unplowed field of the wicked, produce sin. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. The violence of the wicked will drag them away, for they refuse to do what is right. The way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. Better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. The wicked crave evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. When a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom. By paying attention to the wise, they get knowledge. The righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. A gift given in secret soothes anger, and a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Whoever strays from the path of prudence comes to rest in the company of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. The wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. The proud and arrogant person, Mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. The craving of a sluggard will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable, how much more so when brought with evil intent.
A false witness will perish, but a careful listener will testify successfully. The wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Now, before I, I make any comments on this, I just want to state something that um, may be obvious to you, perhaps is not obvious. But um, I'm headquartered right outside of Washington, D.C., in the U.S. Our church and my office is 15 miles from the White House. And our congregation at this headquarters church is made up um, largely of people that relate to the government, either as civil service employees or government contractors or some type of um, industry that serves the government. So we have a, a lot of um, people who are very politically oriented. I would say the Metro DC area is the most politically charged area in the entire country. And um, both political camps conservative and liberal are well represented, shall we say, in this area. Well, the first verse of this chapter 21 is very interesting. It has to do with politicians and government officials and uh, the people of God. Uh, This is the verse. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water, and he channels it towards all who please him. Now, it's easy to say that the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. That, that of course, is true. Life or death is in the hands of the Lord. But this proverb seems to indicate that the Lord can direct the decisions of our rulers um, in one direction or another. And in further it states, he channels the streams of water from the king's heart towards all who please him. In other words, the people of God will get the results of God from the ruler by virtue of their own relationship with the Lord. And putting another way, we get the leaders we deserve. And so as the people of God, if we are collectively in right relationship with the Lord, then collectively we will get those in government above us that will lead us according to godly standards. Conversely, if we don't live as the people of God, and if the people of God are not the predominant people group under a governmental entity, then we may be governed by those who do not know the Lord, do not serve the Lord, and are not moved by the Lord on behalf of his people. So it's um, for us as Christians, it's always incumbent upon us to promote Jesus and to push people into the arms of Jesus. Yes, we should be good citizens and vote, but that's not our primary focus. Our primary focus is introducing people into the kingdom of God, and the king of the kingdom is Jesus Christ. So if we live lives that are pleasing to God the Father and to Jesus, then the Lord will influence those that have governmental authority over us for our benefit. As believers, we're already always charged to do what's right. Verse 3 says, To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Uh, In another place it says, To obey is better than sacrifice. And so we must always do what's right, even if other people don't. There's a warning about using deception to to gain wealth. Verse 6, a fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. And so we're never to deceive people to gain wealth. 
Solomon gives um, some more humorous observations uh, on um, on marriage and um, marital relationships with um, spouses, particularly he's talking about wives. Verse 9 and verse 19 are separated numerically, but they seem to be on the same subject. Verse 9, better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. And so the corner of the roof, of course, would be very extreme poverty, but having a whole house with a quarrelsome wife would be worse. And then verse 19, better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. So I assume that Solomon had some experience with this. As I've mentioned before, he had 700 wives, and so some of them must have been quarrelsome and nagging. He knew um, wherein he spoke. But there are also quarrelsome and nagging husbands. And uh, as a pastor, I have to counsel some of those people, and it is definitely true of both, um, both sexes. It is not good to be quarrelsome. We're exhorted to listen to the poor in verse 13. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. And so we, we get from the Lord the behavior we exhibit toward the poor. There's a word on the value of justice, verse 15. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. And I might add, friends, that when justice is done in our court systems, it does joy to the righteous, and terror to evildoers. The, uh, the threat of consequence is a big deterrent to criminals and potential evildoers. We're exhorted to pursue virtue, and um, through the pursuit of virtue, we'll obtain more virtue. Verse 21, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So you, the fruit of um, pursuing good things is more good things. There's um, a further warning in two verses about laziness. Verse 25, the craving of a sluggard will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he craves for more and the righteous give without sparing. So the contrast, the righteous have the ability to give the poor things without being sparing them of them and um, the lazy don't have any surplus to give in fact they're looking to the surplus of others finally verse 30 indicates that nothing 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 can overcome the lord or succeed opposed in opposition to the lord verse 30 there is no wisdom no insight no plan that can succeed against the lord and to that i say amen now, I want to pray about um, those who govern us and uh, close with this. Lord, you said the king's heart is in your hands. And Lord, you're able to turn it like a stream of order or like a river, according to uh, those who please you. Lord, may we be a people who please you. May we have those in authority in our state, local, and federal government. Lord, turn their ways to benefit your people in our cities, in our states, and in our nation. Lord, we're counting on you to move the hearts of those in government to our benefit and for our protection. Lord, please, may we be found pleasing in your sight. And Lord, remember us as you turn the hearts of the kings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. 
We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.